Hi, Emily. Welcome to Actually Digital Marketing Entrepreneurship Podcast. It's so great to have you here. So please tell a little bit about yourself and how you started in the Web3 journey and everything. Hello. It's so nice to be here too. Thank you for inviting me. Um, so I'm Emily Rose Delara. Um, I help overworked, overwhelmed leaders and founders in the Web3 space to uh, beat their imposter syndrome and live a more balanced and healthy life, basically. So um, I have been in the Web3 space for seven years. I was a marketing director for all of, all of those seven years. And then last year, I pivoted to coaching the people in the space because I realized that they're there's a lot of um, self-doubt, a lot of negative self-talk. There's a lot of imposter syndrome and there's a lot of fear. Um, and so I want to help the people who are working in this industry to work through that. Um, and obviously my seven years as a marketing leader in this space really contributes mm -hmm. towards that. Got it. So, you know, before going into the entire recording, I have to ask you, how's the sound booth coming along? <laughs> Oh my God, it's amazing. It's so cool. I need to send a picture to you. It's just next to me, but I can't turn the camera around. Um, it's really good. It's massive. It's much bigger than I thought it would be because the plans changed. Um, but the inside's not finished yet. So the outside's all built. And then we're just going to do all the insulation inside and it's going to look very slick. Great. I think you have a whole army working in this. I saw this video that everyone was working, watching the videos and everything. Oh yeah, I'm just... Um, watching and commenting like are you sure that should go there maybe you should move that there like <laughs> i really remember it's my fiance and his and our neighbor downstairs actually they like wow. to do stuff like this <laughs> interesting interesting well i hope that it comes really great and next time if you're ever you know doing this recording i hope to see you there and that sounds yes. good i can't wait i'm i'm gonna have i'm gonna start doing video mm -hmm. i don't do video yet so um because i don't like the background and i just want it to be super I hate my face when I'm talking. So I'm like, oh, in the sound booth, it's going to look a bit better, better lighting, everything. Mm -hmm. Got it, got it. Awesome. So, you know, I, the one thing I just want to touch upon is that I think you have worked as in the, you know, in the space of marketing uh, in Bitcoin.com and, you know, in all the major spaces you have worked on. So mm -hmm. I'm actually working in a blockchain-based company. So I know how it is to, you know, work in that. Uh, at first time, it was really hard to grasp the ideas, you know, what is this, what is that? It was pretty hard. Mm -hmm. But later on, you know, it got caught on. So I just want to know if, you know, my audience, sometimes they just want to create change or something to this Web3 space since it's just growing right now. What would you want to say to them, you know, from your experience in working this place? Do you have any thoughts for that? So when I first entered the blockchain space, well, it was crypto back then and blockchain, uh, there was nothing to help me understand where to start right so the only thing that I learned from was when I was at bitcoin.com um, they had the podcast and they had the news desk so that was a great resource to learn from but apart from reddit and block geeks there was nothing else and mm -hmm. it was all very technical and the people who were in crypto were very ideological cypherpunks crypto people so yeah. there was nobody who was like willing to share much because they all thought everybody should just understand it right so I had to learn myself, but now we're very fortunate to have a lot of um, resources available to us. And I work with, um, well, I don't work with her, but she's my partner in crime, Regan. Um, Regan Alls, she has a ton of resources to help people transition from Web 2 to Web 3. Mm -hmm. um, she's got this great big free resource on Notion that basically helps you to understand, like, where should you be looking? Um what skill sets do you need? What fits in Web3? That kind of thing. So looking for those kind of resources are really handy. 
Got so as a marketing perspective, do we need this coding skills in Web three? So coding. Yeah, like because Web three no. has solidity and you know a lot of things are there. You know, it's just my understanding is that uh, one thing that you mentioned. You know, back in those days, you didn't have that much resources, but mm-hmm. even now you have a lot of resources. But it's really hard to identify which is actually true. Like <laughs> you have multiple people saying multiple things. You know, crypto gurus or blockchain gurus are there. So mm-hmm. a, a marketing person trying to enter into Web three marketing, uh, does he need coding or do you have any? You know. pathway to do that get yeah, no no you don't need to know anything in terms of technicalities so if you want to market in the web3 space mm-hmm. all you need is your web3 web2 foundational marketing knowledge and skills um mm-hmm. actually previously i wouldn't have suggested entering the space without web3 mm-hmm. knowledge or crypto knowledge because it was too difficult to learn and keep up but now we have so many resources available mm-hmm. we actually are going backwards so when i was leading the last fund that I was working with we were hiring web 2 people without web 3 knowledge because they brought a new perspective and they had foundational marketing knowledge that the web 3 people did not necessarily have mm-hmm. so that's all you need you just need your web 2 marketing knowledge you need to be proactive you have to understand that the market is very quick to change so what works this week might not work next week but mm-hmm. you've got to be able to change constantly and adapt to the markets that makes sense and i think you know one point you mentioned is that the change happening very quickly in web2 space it wasn't that much because i think still there is like you know a stagnant methodology like if you get yeah. the, if you do this you will get results but that's not the <laughs> same in web3 right no it's very much testing mindset so for example when i was working i used to get brought into the exchange space exchanges to fix specific problems so i used to go in to fix their onboarding flow for deposits because they were getting um lots of signups but then they were not converted to deposits which was their action that they wanted to get to make money right and so i used to come in with my web2 brain like okay so what part of this onboarding user journey is going to help this person sorry what part of this onboarding or user journey is uh broken why are we not seeing deposits um and so being able to test and like have a testing mindset like okay mm-hmm. so if i change this in the onboarding journey it might work this is what i think might work might not work right but always having that testing mindset means you can one justify what you're doing it's just a mm-hmm. test we're just going to see if it works or not and two you don't get stuck in the weeds like you don't get stuck doing one thing you're like okay it's a test let's move quickly let's see if it works if it does let's keep doing it if it doesn't let's move to the next thing it keeps you moving yeah i think that makes more sense because uh you know when i was working in this uh marketing space in the my blockchain company at first i started with you know, learning about blockchain then mm-hmm. i was like okay blockchain is good you know a lot of different blockchains are there the tps everything was there then slowly this new trend of you know metaverse came in and everyone mm-hmm. was jumping there and then slowly this new trend of web3 came in and everyone was jumping there mm-hmm. so like, with that you know probably 4 to 6 months of that period like everything shifts and i think with web3 a lot of technologies are being started as a trading you know kind of a mm-hmm. uh, style and then it end, ends up in technology same has has been happening in the nft space as well right like recently yeah. they got like 80% down in sales but still porsche has just released this nft a lot of companies are doing that do you think the same will mm-hmm. happen in the later trends as well 
Yeah, everything is cyclical in our industry. So when I first entered, it was just crypto. We didn't have DeFi, no NFTs. We didn't have Metaverse. Well, I mean, the idea of Metaverse has been around for many, many years, right? It's not a new concept. It's just it wasn't realized yet. Um, but we just had trading exchanges, hot wallets. We had lots of lots of wallet companies at the time. Um, and we were heavily, like what we did was heavily dictated by the market movements. Mm -hmm. Whereas now, I think it's easier to separate crypto as its own category. Mm. And unless you've got all of your holdings in ETH or Bitcoin, right, you're pretty yeah. protected by the market swings. Yeah, that makes sense. So, you know, in one of your posts, you mentioned that uh, there's a transition from Web 2 to Web 2.5. Now, mm -hmm. is there a thing like that, Web 2.5? Yeah, I actually built, I've just built a Web 2.5 product. And the reason oh. is, marketing term right it's not an actual thing it's basically the idea that this web through this product mm -hmm. has been is basically become web3 ready so mm -hmm. it's a problem that can be solved in the web2 world but it's solved better by web3 technology mm. that's the idea so a web 2.5 solution if i can give you an easy example would be having single sign-on or social sign-on for a wallet that would be web 2.5 and not having it completely decentralized that makes sense yeah but do you think is there a problem that's happening in the web 2 space you mentioned like that can be easily solved in the web 3 space mm -hmm. like something that's majorly that's going on for years maybe that can be solved mm -hmm. in web 3 straight away do you have anything? um i let me have a think i have a new product so it might make sense to, I don't know if it'd be too complex. I have an escrow product. So um, basically, if you're getting paid in crypto, mm -hmm. there are many challenges that come with it. Number mm -hmm. one, if you're working with a project that does not have a registered jurisdiction where you are or in Europe for, or America, then you're not really protected in any way, right? So that contract means nothing. Two, mm -hmm. it's incredibly difficult to get paid if you're a contractor, people um, don't follow up on invoices, they don't pay you or they don't pay what you're meant to get paid. And they also don't consider fees and conversion rates. So you actually don't get paid what you invoiced. Many different problems. So I created a USDC escrow solution where if you get paid in USDC, gets locked into an escrow, smart contract with legal wrappers. And then when the deliverables are uploaded, then it's released. That solves the problem of getting paid in crypto on time. Interesting. That's, but there's yeah. no Web2 product like that. I mean, I, I, I there is. No, there is. There's escrow solutions. It's escrow is a big deal. Like, so, you know, if you buy a house, everything goes into escrow. Yeah. Um, but it's fiat only, and it's mm -hmm. very merchant-based. It's not really transaction-based. Uh, Fiverr, they have an inbuilt escrow. Yeah. But everybody in Web3 is not necessarily everybody on Fiverr, right? Um, especially people who are senior like me and I'm on advisory boards, like I'm on two advisory boards. Um, if I want to get paid in crypto or if I have token equity, mm. how am I going to put that into escrow and be and have it automatically uh, either paid out or whatever I want to do with it? Um, I also added in a legal wrapper on the smart contract. So if there is any problems, it can get taken to our third party dis uh, dispute resolution. So that's Obviously, it's my own product because I'm biased, but that's a really good example of Web 2.5. It's easy. It's um, 
if people come to Web3 from Web2 and it's their first time pay getting paid in crypto, they have mm. no idea what to do. They don't know where to invite. They don't know if they're going to get paid, all that kind of stuff. So it's relevant to these people. And so we've got a very, very good UX, like a really good user flow because of all the experience that I've pulled from working with the big exchanges and the DeFi space and funds, I made it my mission to make it as seamless as possible. So that's where the Web 2.5 comes in. Does it make sense? It does, but that's just one catch, actually. <laughs> you know, I think yeah. uh, some of my audience, you know, uh, this is something that a lot of people ask me, you know, like, what does it work in the crypto space or whatever? So mm -hmm. to be honest, I have not directly dealt with any crypto space whatsoever. Like, for example, you know, in the trading space, I've okay. NFTs and everything, you know, because NFTs, I think, you know, it's kind of a little bit easier, but uh, and people are kind of charging with the credit cards even. So I don't okay. want to buy crypto. But the issue is, uh, in my country, there's like a ton of regulations for it. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you just, you know, you don't know what happened. Sometimes your money goes yeah. away, sometimes it's there. And the people's mentality will probably is that crypto is kind of another word for scam. <laughs> That's the oh, you know, yeah. major yeah, major thing that happened. And recently I saw in news that there's an uh, NFT person that just got ripped off of $1.2 million or something uh, with the scams or whatever. Oh, so, yeah. Um, there's lots of scams. Yeah. So do you want to tell to someone that they really want to enter the crypto space and then, you know, buy, do NFTs or DeFi or whatever, mm -hmm. um, you know, like how much is a good opportunity, but to be aware as well, do you have any points for that? Yeah. So if we're talking, are we talking about investment and how to invest in yeah. crypto basically? Okay. Yeah. So I've been an investor for all the seven years that I was in crypto. Um, and so my biggest piece of advice is do your own research. Like, mm -hmm simple <laughs> but <laughs> go if you want to invest in a crypto spend a lot of time researching the founders the team the investors um researching reviews of these these companies looking onto their um communities looking at all their social media understanding if their tokenomics are what they say they are right mm -hmm. so basically if you are going to invest in the stock market right you go and mm -hmm. you go and research their um what the hell is it called the documents that you get when you mm. go and put on the broker, um, you research all of their numbers and you understand if it's actually a good investment or not. Mm -hmm. And then the second thing is you need to look after your own crypto. Yeah. Um, get everything into a cold wallet. Like I never keep anything in a hot wallet. Um, yeah. Back up your keys. Don't just have your keys stored randomly in the house. Like, I mean, by keys, we mean the passcode, like whatever you want to call them in like normal language, like the keys to your, your wallet. Um, I have mine in titanium. I, I'm, I'm a bit OTT. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you can get all sorts of safety measures, but you have to look after it yourself and um, never storing it on an exchange, never storing it in something like mm. DeFi protocol, that kind of thing. Makes sense. And I think, you know, uh, the keys that you talked about, uh, to be honest, a guy who just started out in that trading kind of space, when they, in the while signing up the MetaMask and everything, when they gave these keys, you know, all the words, and they said that, you know, don't store it anywhere on the internet, you know, go write it down somewhere, you know, it just can't ripped off. And I was like a guy who sometimes have to use public Wi-Fi, you know, when I'm outside. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh my God, I should definitely, then I write it down. And But I think a lot of security things are there. And I think people have to understand that this is not a new stuff that's happening in this world, like this ripping apart or scamming part. It's been happening in way like you know this. Oh like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the thing is, have you heard of the the missing crypto queen? No. 
actually. Okay, this woman is like, well, she's she's missing, right? <laughs> Over the last, <laughs> I think it's five years or something. And she did the biggest scam in crypto of all time called OneCoin. And it's huge. It's like massive news. She's like on the FBI list and everything. So I think people got really hurt early on in these kind of scams. But then we have scams with insurance. We have scams with the tech companies. We have scams with traditional finance. So it's not new. It's just human nature, right? People yeah. are awful. Um, and people are constantly trying to find more advanced scams that they can do. Um, and so I used to see Discord um, communities completely rinsed. Like people used to got scammed and all of their NFTs stolen, right? Yeah. So you have to, that's why it's up to you to keep yourself secure. It's like, you're not going to give your home house keys or your car keys to a random stranger on the street. It's like that. Exactly. And I don't think there's like much change with this Web2 and Web3. The only, the, I think the wordings or a small mm-hmm. change in technology is that we got previously there were stocks. Now it's tokens, previously there were shares. Now it's like, mm-hmm. you know, well, I think that's the ma- basic change. But people are like, mm-hmm. uh, they, when these tech terms, came in they're like okay it's only for tech people it's not for me yeah <laughs> it's like it's i just say if we think of crypto on its own as a vertical mm. it's just another investment strategy but high risk it's like yeah. if you're so i'm an investor traditional and crypto i don't yeah. actually hold any crypto anymore so i took profit and sold it um but i dca so i'm mm-hmm. i haven't i'm not dca at the moment but whenever i get around to it i do um but i would just say see it as your high risk Mm. diversification arms so for example you might have stocks and shares like the um s&p 500 right that's medium to high i would Mm. say um then if you want high risk put a bit in there but know that you might lose it yeah hmm and I think I think we have to put this disclaimer is that you know we are not uh, technically a financial advisor but (laughs) no don't do what I say but this is just what I do yeah this is like a disclaimer that we have to put no matter what but yeah people, yeah. people really find someone to blame no matter what. oh yeah um yeah don't worry about that um <laughs> but yeah and so the only difference is you have to look you have to take care of the funds it's not like you have a broker looking after your funds or a bank oh, but no. you know i've had so many banks frozen on me that mm. i don't trust banks anymore interesting you know, uh, so basically one of the things that I want to uh, clarify is that, so there's a lot of, I think the rise of Web3 technology, it's it's kind of become, a, what is it, an inclusive state. For example, mm-hmm. Web3 people have list these sort of technologies. Like, for example, uh, it can be DeFi or NFTs or Metaverse. These are technologies that's included in Web3 right now. Mm-hmm. What do you think can be the major priority uh, in this 2023? Like, which technology would do you think people might use uh, when it comes to businesses especially i think people are looking for things that solve their problems more than anything like i've seen some you see so much like billions of dollars sunk into like land sales in the metaverse Mm. that's not useful for anybody right it's not helping us in any way so i think we're going to see people i don't know but i think we're going to see people moving more towards tech that actually helps us solve our day-to-day problems like that's why we've seen ai yeah. do so well in like chat gpt because it's helping us solve problems quicker mm-hmm. I think that's just me <laughs> yeah I, yeah i guess that's right because uh one thing that you mentioned is meta was land i really didn't understand because they mentioned that 800 billion dollars was uh you know traveling the whole metaverse land space mm-hmm. 
but uh, one of the reason you know uh, really inspiring for me and you know uh, you know attractive atten- you know tech attention for me was the use of vr in uh, healthcare i think that was like being used way before uh, cool. with metaverse and everything yeah it's pretty cool actually i've been uh, researching about a lot writing a lot of content on it you know trying to invite guests on that uh, it, it's just kind of booming in that space so in each mm-hmm. industry this metaverse space and i think okay i just want to ask you this question what is metaverse to you like i think there's a lot I'm, of explanations for this i i always talk about like i don't really like metaverse because it just reminds me of the sims i don't know if you played yeah, the sims oh. when you were a kid right <laughs> yeah i played it yeah. <laughs> and all we used to do is like take the stairs away from the sims in the swimming pool right because yeah. we're all like sadistic so <laughs> so um i don't really i'm not the market for it to be honest mm. i'm 33 i like to be outside in the nature with my dogs and my family and and helping other people have a better life basically so i'm not the market but gen z's and uh alpha generation they're definitely going to benefit from it especially when it comes to education i think yeah. uh cross border education cross border um interactions and events and it's going to help them connect more because yeah. if i look at the statistics they're the loneliest generations and obviously we are well i don't know about you but i grew up playing outside in the fields and stuff <laughs> so i'm i'm i think i'm like the last generation that did that we didn't have phones or anything so yeah that's and i feel like that's normal if you're spending all your day on a screen not really seeing other people of course you're going to feel lonely so i think it's going to help people in that way makes sense you know the i think the one issue i even for me is that i'm 25 right now and mm-hmm. i was right, the guy yeah. who actually played yeah i actually played a lot of things you know outside sundays and everything was there mm-hmm. but i think with mark's vision and everyone's vision with the metaverse is that when covid hit they just predict that there's definitely going to be another same situation somewhere down the road and mm-hmm. you know if they have this technology and it will just you know boost the sales you know sales like anything right mm-hmm. i mean everyone yeah. sitting in the home i mean like they would love to be in the vr space for that mm-hmm. I think it's really good but it's also there's a high barrier to entry right VR yeah. is not cheap for everybody yeah. it's cool like like you mentioned the healthcare I love that that's brilliant if it can help us solve problems faster in terms of healthcare education social events like research science that's mm. great I'm all for that but I don't think the everyday person who doesn't have a huge budget actually needs it exactly. and even with healthcare I don't think uh, at least for a lot of years it would reach the people who are actually in the need for it because mm-hmm. even today you know the pharma companies are trying to push medicines to those who are in actual need like you know the people, mm-hmm. people who are in need not that you know that high level people alone so i think yeah, yeah take it all well, i saw that there was one for example ai there was one use case for spotting um skin cancer quickly yeah. because usually you go and you have a look at one mole at a time and it's difficult for the human eye to see but they mm. just did it all at once and i think that's going to be really good like fast tracking um healthcare scans and tests because i don't know about in your country but in our country in france um everything's booked up months in advance it's still it's private healthcare but it takes a long time to see that person you want to see god it god it so you do speak french my french is terrible but <laughs> i lived here one year and a half and yeah. it's it's getting a lot better slowly okay i'll ask one thing at the last at the end of the okay. interview i'll ask oh, that god. great 
So uh, let's come on no, just a few topics that I want to touch upon, you know, with regarding this is that um, this marketing in Web2 has been all about, you know, Instagram, Facebook and everything was there. What do you think is going to be different for marketing in Web3? Do you think like uh, people would be having domains, you know, like .xyz would be ranking more in Google or is it like, you know, they would have a separate browser for just for the Web3 people mm-hmm. or, you know, a change in data or what? I think it's just going to be upgraded and the way so at the moment lots of people have asked me this so the way we interact is going to change mm-hmm. but the foundations stay the same so for example and it all depends on generations and segments right so for example if you're marketing to me like 30 plus who are already in senior positions and or maybe have their own business or whatever we're used to consuming content in a certain way so email lists uh push notifications articles and videos Mm. that's going to be difficult to change for us right but if you're targeting the gen z's they love to be on not necessarily discord but community groups like this they like to discuss and like when i was younger we used to use it's it's not different to us being on chat rooms when we were younger like Mm. msn is it's literally just an upgrade and the only real differences is like you need to get really clear on your product marketing like web3 has got a real product marketing issue it's got a real ux issue and I have no idea why, but um, it's kind of an afterthought. That's where the Web2 marketers can really add value. Uh, ads don't work the same. Yeah. You need to be very, very skilled when it comes to ads. Like you've probably talked about this. Um, SEO is huge. We need to, we need better SEO in this space. People don't focus enough. Um, what you see is a lot of people focused on building communities, um, uh, creating, I don't know, metaverse spaces, doing sp- Twitter spaces. But actually, these are outdated now they used to work in the crypto ico phase ieo phase where we had to build speculation and increase the token price they don't work anymore we need to go back to the basics and i think this year is really us like actually realizing this that we need to stick to what we know and we just need to understand what the updates are so for example um i there's a there's a course that my partner in crime regan's done called the power of web3 marketing and I'm a coach on that course. And I speak about leadership, how to build very, how to understand who to hire for your marketing team in Web3, how to uh, set them their KPIs, how to run their reports, all that kind of stuff, how to be a good leader in Web3. I discuss all that. And in that course, she really touches on like what you need to do to level up to be a better Web3 marketer, even if you've never worked in Web3 before. So if anyone's listening, I'll give you a discount. <laughs> I think I've got I've got a code that like gives you $150 off or something. But follow Regan because she she makes loads of great content on like web two marketers coming to web three. Um mm. and she also like does a lot of one-to-one coaching as well. Got it. But I think uh you know one major transition as you mentioned is that there's not gonna be much difference. People need to do what they've done before, but yes. just in a different manner or in a platform, I guess. Yeah, it's just understanding the platforms that work, the content that works, understanding where we've upgraded the technology, understanding where to build communities, what kind of people do you need on the team? That's a big problem. Like people don't know who to hire. Um, You don't need like a full-time marketing manager a lot of the time. You need part-time people who can give you really good results in a short period of time. Mm. But why do you think the communities came uh, very much important in, you know, in the web three, especially, I don't think in web two, there were like Facebook pages was there and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, Reddit groups was there. 
Mm-hmm. It was the, the the word for community was not arriving until I think Web three has become much popular. Yeah. I just think it was always there. We just we've just put a name on it. Like <laughs> it's true. Like when you're, a, for example, a marketer in the Web two space, you build your own, like you said, private Facebook groups. You build your email following. You build um, I don't know WhatsApp groups and stuff. You mm-hmm. used to do all that. Um, it's just the same. It's just we put a name on it and we heavily focused on it. And I think. It came from um, the start of crypto, which was Reddit. Reddit was mm-hmm. where all the crypto yeah. talk was. It was wasn't anywhere else. So it's that's just where people are used to talking in like a group, so they can get immediate feedback. You know, I'm still afraid of Reddit because um, there's a lot of saying that Reddit is only for intelligent people. And whenever I go inside, I'm like, whenever someone's talking, even some you know rubbish things, someone talks, I feel like okay, that guy knows way more stuff than me. I'm not even eligible to reply to that comment right now. <laughs> I don't know why. Is is this true? Actually, I've seen a lot of comments like that. Is it true or is it like? I just think that's. I think that's your own self doubt. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's you not believing in yourself. Like we all have our own value that we can bring to the table one guy might be super intellectual but you might have had a real life experience that you can bring to the table got it i'm getting Mm -hmm. to reddit again (laughs) oh yeah reddit reddit's oh i don't do reddit anymore i used to when i was at bitcoin.com because that was literally the marketing strategy (laughs) nice so uh, is it morning or evening there what time is it it's 5 p.m so not too far behind you okay so this is a question i always ask my guests in out of the box uh, so who was actually the last person that you made smile today? Oh, I love this question. So nice. Um, one of my coaching clients. That was one of my last calls. Amazing. So would you care to tell a little bit about your coaching business? I mean, what do you do and, you know, things that you do? Yeah. So basically I help um, a lot of women, but some men as well, um, through real big issues when they're working in the space. So because the the industry is so like a roller coaster. It's up and down all the time. Um, as a leader or founder or someone in a senior position, it's difficult to stay on top of your health, your sleep, your um, self-doubt, imposter syndrome. And it ends up with lots of burnout and feeling completely overwhelmed. So when other people do put stuff on your plate, you literally don't know what to do anymore. You're stuck. And so lots of women come to me um, and they they say like, how can I organize my life better? How can I get results in my business? Um, I've got imposter syndrome. Like, how can I get this out of the way so I can continue to work towards my goals? Um, Or maybe I don't know how to prioritize. There's loads of like pain points that they come up with. A lot of them is they're stuck in a role that they don't really like and they're stressed to death and they, uh, they get anxiety when they get like a Slack notification, right? that those kind of things so I work with this kind of people these kind of people and we do like three to six months one-on-one sessions um and in those sessions we work through limiting beliefs we work through what's holding them back we work through mindset mindset shifts we put together big plans so they tell me what they want to achieve we get really really detailed and we put together an action plan so yeah it's really fun I love doing it because I get to meet amazing women and they get huge results Awesome. I think, you know, one point you mentioned the Slack notification anxiety. <laughs> I think mm-hmm. that's what everyone for sure. Yeah. It's yeah. A pretty, uh, but it's like, we tackle why does that happen? Like, what yeah. is it that's making you feel anxious? And it's usually to do with fear and like being without something or being without a job or worrying mm-hmm. what people think. And it, we all get down to the, the core problem. 
I got it. Got it. Awesome. So Emily, uh, we talked a lot of things. You know, it's <laughs> been really amazing to have you here. And uh, tables turned right now before going to the final <laughs> question of the French stuff. Uh, is there oh, anything gosh. else that you want to ask me? Um. Yeah. So what? What? So for the podcast, what are you focusing mostly on? Like, what are the listeners learning from you the most? So I'm trying to include this Web three and marketing aspect, two of them same. So mm-hmm. I've had a you know four to five marketing related guest, you know, someone who talks about SEO, uh, the basics, something that's already been there, and someone who want to learn. Because uh, in my college, it's it's not a very top tier college, but I was a guy who was so much interested in marketing, and I even taught a few classes, you know, in that in my session that's itself. Brilliant. Yeah. So a few students of that, you know, they called me up and saying, you know, I want to start this career in digital marketing and I don't know where to start. So I was like saying them do this and do that. Uh, so I thought, okay, uh, I'm saying it, but I would really love if someone else also says that. So, you know, some experts who has been down the road for 10 years. So I bring Amazing. them in. Yeah. And then with Web3, I think uh, it's one of my major interests right now. I'm just trying to explore the metaverse, uh, you know, not trying to catch on to the, you know, early bird stuff, but it's kind mm-hmm. of like, uh okay let's see where it takes down and no i really like the games i always yeah. wish that gtfi you know that online mode can create their own metaverse i mean mm-hmm. like rockstar games did that everyone cool. <laughs> everyone yeah. is doing that <laughs> it's like every company no matter who they are will be gone so yeah i think that's the major aspect i'm trying i think it's awesome because you're so young and you've just taken the initiative to create a podcast like the amount of people who think about creating a podcast and then just don't have the courage to do it is a lot of people. Yeah. I actually had a, uh, I actually have a podcast called Jeff's Podcast Academy. So that okay. started, that I started way back in 2017, I think, uh, after my heartbreak. <laughs> it's like, that's oh. a source of my, <laughs> it's a source of my uh, motivation. Yeah. That's all that. And then uh, I explored a lot of things in podcasts, like how to do, what to do. I taught a lot. Then I was like, you know, in a space, okay, this kind of like, it, it just went to the same thing over and over again, got saturated. And I was like, okay, let's try mm-hmm. something different. So I love it. Yeah. I think you should give me some more tips because I'm oh, sorry if you can hear the dogs. Um, You should give me more tips because I'm trying to grow now. So I've got to a level where I get all, to be honest, all of my coaching clients come from the podcast, which is wow. amazing. Yeah. It's yeah. so cool. They message me on LinkedIn. Hey, I just listened to your podcast. Let's jump on a call. Um, So I'm very grateful mm. for that and now it's t- that, that's why I built a bloody recording studio in my house <laughs> um, yeah I was like okay time to level up like we need to make it even better yeah. so any tips you've got throw them at me definitely and I think one of the interesting thing why you are getting that much client is that uh, there are a lot of web3 podcasts out there but they don't specifically focus on one particular thing mm-hmm. like I've seen podcasts you know uh, but they are only started by really high level people like the social media examiner this guy michael stelzner is there so he mm-hmm. started his there you know he started in every space like started in dow nft in each industry he started his own podcast yeah. so i mean those people are there but still i think you know people who are just starting out or people who have like 10 years or something experience they're the middle people who can easily connect with and talk with especially yeah that's one of the reasons why i'm getting a lot of uh clients and really definitely crazy. yeah i think also the feedback i've gotten is there's nobody that nobody who's in my industry. So um, in terms of marketing, uh, sorry, in terms of leadership coaching and business coaching has the experience in web three, like I do, yeah. because it's such a new industry. Like no one's been in it seven years as a leader and now yeah. coaches other leaders. Right. Exactly. Um, so I'm just fortunate to have 
kind of jumped onto that straight away because I was like, wait, we need this. I could have done with this, to be honest. I hired my own coach. Would would have been great to have a coach who knew Web3 as well. Exactly. And it, because a lot of people in this space right now are very generalist. I mean, that's one of the reasons why I mentioned that, you know, we don't know who to trust or which source mm-hmm. to actually rely on when it comes to this writing. Uh, a lot of writings or everything's been written by people who have a very vast experience, but not nothing specific so far. Mm-hmm. So I think that's one of the reasons. Yeah, yeah it's brilliant. You should get Regan on because <clears throat> Regan's very focused on um, how to do marketing strategy and build teams in Web3. Definitely. Please send her a profile. Yeah, I definitely love I to have a profile. She's fab. You'll love her. Awesome. So yeah, the thing I want to ask in the French is that, um, you know, if you were to give a feedback on this episode, if you would we be able to do that on, in French? Oh my God. <laughs> I actually got one person to do it in Spanish. So I really want to. Uh, I don't know if my bowl cup's good enough. So it's like, uh, c'est bon. C'est parfait. <laughs> It's great. It's perfect. <laughs> ah, there's only one French word, <laughs> but that's yeah. fine. There's awesome. two French words. C'est parfait, <laughs> c'est bon. <laughs> uh, no, uh, I can't, she can't, I, I don't know how to do it was. Like, I don't know how to do the past uh. tense. <laughs> I can ask for um, all the things when I go to the, the grocery store. I can ask for everything at the market. I can go to the beauty salon and tell them that I've got a reservation for my nails. Yeah. That's about it. <laughs> slowly i just don't have i mean not having time is an excuse right but i don't know where to fit it in like i literally (laughs) plan my weeks every sunday night and i'm just like i don't know where to fit this in literally so let's see but thanks for that that's really great thank you so cool uh so emily if people want to find you and then your services and your coaching and stuff uh it would be great to hear that Yes, so you can find me at Web3 and Thrive. So Web3 and Thrive, T-H-R-I-V-E dot com. That's a website. It's got all my services on there. Podcast is Web3 and Thrive on Spotify, Apple, Google, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, And I'm always on LinkedIn. LinkedIn's my biggest channel. So always on LinkedIn, you can follow me, Emily Delara, D-A-L-L-A-R-A. And I also have, with Regan, a LinkedIn Live at 12 p.m. CET on Tuesdays. Awesome. So she's the one that uh, comes to your live on. Yeah, she's my uh, partner in crime. Okay. I, I've seen one live. Uh, interesting. Then I, I think I'll yeah. be able to find the profile easily. Come tomorrow. Come and have a listen. <laughs> We're talking Definitely. about, um, so my most recent episode just went out today for the podcast um, based on scarcity and like not mm-hmm. thinking that you have enough. Um, it's a really good episode. And I think the Web3 industry makes it worse. You think because it's so cyclical, everyone loses yeah. jobs and then you've got more money, then you've got no money. It's like this all the time. So people have a real issue. So I spoke about that. And then tomorrow, that's what we're going to talk about in the live in a bit more detail. Got it. Got it. Well, definitely. And guys, I'll definitely put every link in the description so you can go and check it out. Perfect. And uh, Emily, thanks again for hopping on the show. Thank you so much. Yeah. And guys, I'll see you in the next episode.